Welcome to Daily Bread with Raquel. Thank you for listening in today. As we go forward, as we journey on, just glad to have you here and grateful to God for his word that we can sit and read and we can study to hear what he has to say and to know how to live. May we continue on this journey with him, knowing that he goes before us and directs us in the way that we should go that we are able to trust him. And I pray that if there's any areas where where we haven't given to him totally, I pray that this day we will make the choice in surrendering it all to him. Chapter 4 of St. John. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not dissociate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, And who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well, and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worship on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming, and has now come, 
when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and His worshipers must worship in Spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Here we see Jesus breaking barriers and clearing up every misunderstanding. We can't imagine what this woman must have gone through having to go through life just seeking just searching for something because and and whatever she was what she was searching for wasn't found in any of these men as we see she had five husbands and even the one that she had wasn't hers so clearly she was looking for only what Jesus could have given her and we see that Jesus went out of his way, out of the way. Now he had to go through a Samaria, Samaria, but I believe that everything that God does, everything that he does is on purpose. He went directly to save this woman. He went to, uh, to give her freedom, freedom from being bondage, bondage of sin and bondage of of going being in a cycle just going over and over repeating constantly and going nowhere we see him you know just as tired as he was but he still extended grace he still extended forgiveness he still went out and saved and he's still doing that today reaching those who seem unreachable reaching those who are considered are considered you know, they are considered castaways or cast aside uh, by society. But Jesus will not refuse any. As long as we're willing and uh, they're willing, God will save. And he knows the heart of the person. And so as we see him do, and as he tells us to do, to go forth and to make disciples, may we go forth with the same spirit, the same heart, to reach those that are lost today so that they can come and know who he is and they can also go and tell somebody else about the one who knows more about them than anyone else does and he still reached out and saved them. I pray that you go forth knowing that God loves you so much and he is willing with open arms ready to receive you if you have not received him as yet. All you have to do is just acknowledge him and acknowledge that he is the son of God and he is the savior of the world who died and rose to give us life. Thank you and have a blessed day. Welcome to Daily Bread with Raquel. We are thankful for the love that God has shown to us, the love that God has for us, the love that he sent through his son, Jesus. 
and the love that he continues to give to us. And we pray that we will walk in this love, that we will love him and love others. God, we thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew chapter 24, verses 34 to 40. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Jesus tells us that love is the greatest. Love for God is should be first, should be placed first. Complete love for God. And he tells us the areas that we are to have these, this love. And he said the key word in verse 34, all, loving God with all our hearts, all our soul, all our mind. This is having a complete and total love for God. It's the love which overrides our emotions and guides our thoughts and is the love that guide our act, guides our action as well. When we have this love for God, we can live a godly life. We can live as we should in righteousness and holiness. And we can maintain that holy standard because we have that love for Him. He also tells us that the second is like this. When we have this love, then we are able to love our neighbors as we want to be loved. We can treat each other in kindness. We can be patient and we can be kind. He tells us that the law, all the law, hangs on this, these two commandments, which is the greatest. And it is love in all things. Love is the love of God that sent Jesus to this earth to save us. His love um, that chose to, when he was on the cross, to stay there. It was his love because he loved us so much. He wants us to know this love and to be able to give this love to others as well. So we pray to God this day whose love, that God, we pray that we will have this love for you, that we will love you completely, God, that we will not only say that we will love you with our mouths, but we will love you with our hearts. We will love you with all of us, oh God, with all our heart, our soul, and our mind, Father, and that we will love each other in the name of Jesus Christ, God. Let this love be within us. And let this love um, be the director of our mind, our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions, dear God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a blessed day.